Ami is a tough but otherwise average high school girl, trying to lead a normal life. Her world comes crashing down when her brother and his friend are killed by ruthless bullies. When she goes after her revenge, she soon finds herself in over her head and minus her left arm, barely surviving. Ami escapes and seeks out shelter from two kindly garage mechanics. They take pity on her, fitting her with a high-powered machine gun where her arm used to be. She then teams up with the chainsaw-wielding mother of her brother's slain friend, and together they unleash an unholy, non-stop, over-the-top kill fest against the equally creative machinery of the relentless ninja enemies. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Who review low-budget movies as critically as we can. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So welcome to week two of Asian Culture Month. This week we bring you the movie Machine Girl. So what you heard was the back of the box. Let's just jump straight to technical difficulties with this. What are our top three and bottom three about this movie? What do you think we should start with this week, Paul? Let's go at the top. You want to kick this up? Sure. During the times that we have the action sequences, there is actually a lot of blood and brutal deaths. I like it. It's fun. You've got heads exploding, you've got holes being blown in bodies, you've got body parts flying in different directions. It's a good time. Number two, the chainsaw arm, which, whether they meant to or not, it pays homage to the Evil Dead series and to Ashley Williams' chainsaw arm, and I just have to give them props on that. And and number one is actually the, uh, the trailer for the movie hits the movie perfectly. It's the best parts of the movie. It gives you some fun death sequences. And it tells you, you know, Yakuza, ninjas, tempura, chainsaws, flying guillotine, drill bra, revenge. It's got everything you want in a movie right there. And that's exactly what is in the movie. But instead of it being stretched out to 97 minutes, the trailer's only like two and a half minutes. And it's just like the perfect embodiment of what this movie is. For number three, there were no plot holes, as far as I could tell. There were no inconsistencies that I could find. Like, everything kind of flowed really nicely. Like, whether or not it was a good movie, that's besides the point. Everything flowed really well. There was nothing where it's like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. I mean, unless you are really going to be that guy to say, like, oh, she's got a machine gun for an arm, that doesn't make any sense. Well, fuck you then. Well, her, her arm turning into tempura shrimp really didn't make sense. That was that makes perfect sense. There's absolutely no scientific flaws in that. It can, it can really happen. For number two, there was so much gratuitous blood and violence. It was fun to watch. That, that was exactly what I was expecting with the blood and the violence throughout the movie. Just um, it being over the top and ridiculous, just mowing people down, like blood squirting out of everything. It was It gave you exactly what you'd expect in, as far as blood and violence went. I mean, there was there was a point where Ami had one of the gang members' bodies and she was squeezing it and just, like, blood spurting out of his neck hole um, onto the character's father. And she's just like, bathe in the blood of your son! Yeah, it uh, definitely wasn't disappointed by the blood. For number one, I'm going to go with... There were some themes that were kind of touched upon. There was more intelligent than I originally thought it was going to be, and I commend them for trying to make something somewhat serious. So the bottom three, we've got number three, which I already touched upon. The movie starts with 
Ami as the machine girl and then goes back and gives us the backstory. And it takes them, you know, two minutes for the opening scene. And then the next 59 minutes is the backstory before she becomes the machine gun girl again. I was just sorely disappointed in the fact that it wasn't the machine girl from the whole time. Number two, most of the characters weren't fleshed out and their past is only alluded to. Like, they wanted to give these more character, but they just forgot to. Like with Mickey. You know, her husband says, oh, I used to patch people up when we were in the bike gang all the time, especially you. And that's all they touch upon with that. Like, there's nothing else that tells us about that. Oh, Sho's dad is in the Yakuza. But they don't show him doing any Yakuza things. They just allude to things. They don't expand upon them. They They never go back to them in a lot of cases. Number one. The tempura hand, the sushi fingers, things that were meant to be humorous that they just kind of got thrown to the wayside. Like in the overall over the topness of the movie, these things that would have been funny otherwise just didn't seem to have the right place in the movie. You know, they had a sushi chef that was eating his own fingers on sushi and it was supposed to be like this dark comical thing. But it just didn't work in the context of the movie. It was hard to figure out what they were even going for. Was it supposed to be really fucked up or it supposed to be funny? Like, you're just as good as mine. It was just that, like, a lot of this movie was very fast-paced. And to do the comic stuff, they actually slowed the movie down instead of keeping it with pace. And that just detracted from it. The tempura hand. You know, in this fight sequence, they, they battered the girl's hand. And then there was, like, this 15-second struggle with her hand, like, not going into the fry oil. And then they put it in the fry oil. And then she's looking at her hand for, like, five seconds. And it just took too long to keep pace with the movie, so it really detracted from it. Plus, like, that's not even how she lost her arm. She got it cut off later in the movie. So I'm like, that was just added there for, I guess, comic relief. And I'm like, that's kind of dumb. Like, I-, I expected her to, like, have a tempura hand and eat it. And then that was how, why she was armless and, like, would go the rest of the movie with a machine gun arm. Or, like, if if they cut off her arm and it went to become the boss fight from the video game Monster Party on the original NES. Have you ever played that? I think a long time ago, yeah. There's a boss fight where you fight a giant tempura shrimp. It's, like, three stories tall. That's awesome. And, and like, if her, like, hand would have got cut off and turned into that three-story tall tempura shrimp that she then had to fight... It would have kept pace with the movie and would have been really funny, but otherwise, it didn't fit. Yeah, I can definitely agree on that one. And those are my bottom three for this movie. Paul, what about you? So for number three, I liked the fact that there was a lot of gratuitous violence and blood, but I felt that by the time the the first half hour of the movie was over, they kind of jumped the shark. Like, they showed more, but... They showed, like, the best parts in the beginning of the movie. Like, the ending fights were really kind of disappointing. I didn't really feel like they had anything saved up for the end. It was like, you're already mowing people down and blowing them to bits with a machine gun. How do you really top that? And then they just kind of didn't. For number two, as far as them having themes, they kind of fell short. It was real weird. Like, they wanted to kind of be deep but they also wanted it to be a comedy 
I would have liked to see them do something with that. For number one, I think that as far as it being partly funny and partly serious, I don't think they were trying to be inconsistent. I think it was a stylistic choice, and I don't think it paid off. I think it came off as them not knowing what they what they wanted to do. And I really don't think that this movie really stood on its own as far as like, this is what we're trying to do and this is where this is how we're gonna do it. It's like, well, how about this? And what if we add this? It seemed it was almost like watching someone making an art film and they've got all these ideas, but they in the end it just doesn't work out well. We didn't talk much about the dialogue, so let's give you the best of the movie here in a special edition of Quote Wars. Takashi! Ryota! Takashi! Ryota! Takashi! Ryota! And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. Don't forget to tweet us at BMovie Bros or on our Facebook page at B Movie Space B R O S BMovie Bros. Tell us who had the best quotes of this quote war, who won. What's your favorite quote from this movie? Have you ever seen this movie? Do you think we suck? Do you think we're awesome? Are you even listening to us? The answer is no. Probably not. Let's get into our final take here. I'll go first today. I give this movie a 4 out of 10. It's a 4 out of 10 on our shot scale. The shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to take to get through this movie? 4 out of 10. This is a simple revenge movie characters are very two-dimensional and the story is quite linear it's not hard to stay two steps ahead of the plot line or just to ignore the bland dialogue what this movie does have however is gore lots of blood and gore and weapons to keep us gore hounds amused for the 97 minutes that this movie takes a few funny bits and pieces were thrown in to get a chuckle out of the audience and at least the characters of ryoto's dad and mickey are amusing every time you see them and although the characters are two-dimensional, you can begin to care about them and cheer on Mickey and Ami in their quest for revenge. Entertaining, yes. But nothing truly special is in store in this movie. And that's why I give it a 4 out of 10. I actually give this movie a 5 out of 10. Like, just one more shot than you to get through it. Overall, this movie really did very little for me as far as revenge films go. And as much as I love gratuitous violence and ridiculous scenes of, like, just people getting torn apart in completely unrealistic ways, it got pretty boring after a while. I thought the best parts were really at the beginning of the movie, and the ending, which should have been the best fight, kind of fell um, to the wayside. I understand that the characters were deliberately underdeveloped in order to not overshadow the overshadow the violence and to express that pain and loss can drive anyone to become a demon but lack of character development really made it kind of hard to care about any of them i still did i cared about mickey and ami a little bit but i wouldn't lose any sleep over anything that happened to them i, I was really expecting this movie to be completely off the wall completely crazy and over the top which is probably my fault expecting a movie about a, a high school girl with a machine gun arm to be ridiculous is i might have been wrong for expecting that who would have thought that and there you have it a four out of ten from me and a five out of ten from paul now we know not everybody likes the same kind of shit that we do so we like to include a higher class movie to give you something to watch in case you want to see something that's the exact same movie as this but 
higher quality. I picked the 2004 version of The Punisher. As both Ami and Frank Castle have had their family taken away by an organized crime gang, the Mafia and The Punisher, and the Yakuza in Machine Girl. Both Ami and Frank vow vengeance upon those that killed their family. In each movie, the main villain, John Travolta in The Punisher, and Show's dad in Machine Girl, kill their underlings for various reasons. And finally, Machine Girl came out in the year 2008. Well, The Punisher had a sequel come out in the year 2008. And those are the reasons why The Punisher from 2004 is just the same movie at a higher quality and higher class. I could see that. Then Machine Girl. I had to pick the 2003 South Korean version of Old Boy. Both are about revenge and feature a ton of gratuitous violence and bloodshed. Machine Girl, she just like literally destroys people with a machine gun. People get torn in half with um, shurikens. And it's just absolutely nuts. In uh, Old Boy, the main character, Ode Shu. Um, he's out murdering people who imprisoned him for 15 years, and there are scenes of him torturing people and, like, other people torturing. It's, there's a lot of blood, a lot of, um, violence in both of them. Both these movies went way beyond the kind of eye-for-an-eye concept that we're used to in modern society and law. These were, these were movies where the main character basically was willing to sacrifice their own humanity for revenge. They were completely dedicated to it. Ami... Uh, declared herself a demon in order to avenge her brother. Like, she let her body get mutilated in order to just seek revenge on the Yakuza. And in Old Boy, um, there's a ton of that throughout the movie. The main character, he's he goes around, like, destroying people. Both movies feature not only somebody getting revenge on somebody else, but somebody else getting revenge on the main character in Machine Girl, we had the Super Morning Gang, like morning, as in your morning, not morning, like the sun comes like up. Like they're sad about something. Exactly. Um, which was a group of parents whose kids had been killed by Ami and Mickey. And throughout Old Boy, he's trying to figure out why he was in prison for 15 years. And you learn as it goes on that somebody was trying to get revenge on him, a revenge on him for some reason. So there you have it. If you want to see a better, uh, an A-class version of this film, Machine Girl, then head to the South Korean 2003 version of Old Boy or the 2004 version of The Punisher. So in case you were wondering, we do have some ways to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Here's my drinking games for the movie. Number one, every time someone dies take a drink number two every time something is being eaten take a drink number three every time a new weapon is used take a drink number four every time a quote-unquote team name is revealed with a dramatic pose take two drinks and then of course because it's asian month anytime there's a panty or bra exposed Take a drink. And yes, the drill bra does count. Every time a limb is sliced off, take a drink. Every time there is a martial arts training scene, take a drink. 
every time someone vows revenge or to protect a loved one, take a drink. And every time Ami talks uh, to her dead brother, Rooster take a drink. Cock. Sorry, I missed that one. I was taking a drink. Well, now you'll never know. Fuck. Guess I'll never drink away this flick. Well, if you would like to join us next week as we continue Asian Culture Month, we'll go back one year to the year 2007 with Josek Yoi Hanrangun, also known as Undead Pool, or as our DVD copy is called, Attack Girls Swim Team versus the Undead. That's a badass title. If you would like to say anything to us, you can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or like us on Facebook at b-movie space b-r-o-s. That's bmoviebros. And until we meet again, be brave, be alive, be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>